Okay, here we are, back with another live broadcast brought to you by Restream to the Trent Knox channels. Um, for those of you listening in live, I've got the chat open and um, looking forward to seeing and hearing from those in the live audiences. For those that are listening to the audio in um, the recording on the podcast channels or on video, uh, again, like a comment and let's um, say hello. And a lot of the folks who are getting the little bite-sized snippets um, that are on TikTok and YouTube Shorts and Facebook and all of that, Instagram, uh, I think that's pretty much it. Twitter, of course, as well. Um, thanks for tuning in to all those clips. Um, it means a lot to me. I've been able to talk to a lot more people um, than what I normally do because normally I'm doing a live stream, some form of broadcast. And right now I am in the process of getting into a new studio. So in February time frame, maybe even March, early March, I will be in a new studio from about last October, October 2022. I have been living in a trailer, and I've kind of not had all my equipment in the right place in order to do um, broadcasts and what have you. But now um, I'm going to be ordering a teleprompter, and I'm also going to be ordering um, a monitor that fits into the teleprompter to make it so that I'm looking at the camera more and that I'm not looking over in the abyss or looking down at the screen or or what have you, but I'll be looking directly into the camera and addressing um, myself mostly because I love watching myself, of course, but those of you listening in um, and about my takes on creator economy and in, in the esports engine world and on um, other lifestyle-related content. So... I'd like to first talk about the fact that if you're listening to this in, uh, what is today, January 5th, if you're listening, oh no, sorry, I am blanking, man, my, my days are running by, today is January 9th, oh my gosh, uh, if you're listening to this on January 9th, 2023, um, tomorrow, on January 10th, I will be recording a podcast for the Com Chaos podcast with Brian Kern, and I will be talking with him about a lot of the topics that I talk about here on my podcast, but also, you know, topics about the larger creator economy and the larger entertainment industry, and also just about topics about how to make yourself, um, how to improve your life and make things for yourself better and of course the common chaos just can't be you know uh you can't forget the fact that it is about the chaos so we'll talk about all the hard and difficult things that we go through on a day-to-day -day basis as content creators as people as, as as life goes on so uh first off so i will be moving into a, a new studio um and it looks like at the end of the month here, I will be attending a conference in Las Vegas um, as it relates to more of the sales component 
of the creator economy, um, less about the content side. Uh, though content is something that I'm really, um, I wouldn't say anyone is really an expert on because that's all based on your niche and what you enjoy doing. I am, you know, mostly a gaming and esports enthusiast, someone that likes to cover certain things within the industry uh, and some of the things that are adjacent to that, such as cosplay and um, and other game development and things that aren't necessarily competitive gaming though i spend a lot of time you know watching and listening to what's going on in more of the esports space i see it as like a passive consumer i do watch a lot of twitch streams and so more recently i've gotten really uh heavily invested in as a consumer vr chat and um and just chatting in the form of VTubers. And the reason why I think this is going to be a big play in the creator economy is because physical assets like shoes, hats, jewelry, um, stickers, books, like these physical assets are much harder to distribute than digital assets. And so a lot of people with the you know, migration into virtual environments will see an opportunity to express themselves in the form of, you know, skins or digital items that they'll use in things like Discord, Zoom calls, Google Meets, Microsoft Teams, Meta, um, and Horizon Worlds. Virtual reality is probably a lot farther away than you know we would like it to be as far as the consumers utilizing it for our uh, extended periods of time i think people are at this stage at least you know with the with ces um going you know just just now ending this past sunday um of january 2020 we saw some items such as the uh, TCL augmented reality glasses that are bringing uh, augmented reality um, and MR mixed reality to the everyday consumer uh, within the next year, within the next, uh, you know, maybe within the quarter even. Um, and, and what these augmented reality glasses are going to provide isn't the level of a virtual reality where you're leaving this physical reality visually and you'll be able to basically create your own world like that that James Cameron did with his avatar world. Um, and we'll have to, and I'd, I'd like to continue the little uh, point with with conversation or comments on um, artificial intelligence shortly but I want to stick with the fact that we're talking about AR glasses versus VR glasses AR glasses are going to enable us to have visual overlays over our physical reality 
in a way that is going to make us way more productive in regards to development, um, secretarial work, clerical work, any form of, of, of traditional uh, software. We're going to be able to essentially use augmented reality to uh and and of course um basically sonar cameras and and x-ray cameras on those uh devices in order to uh remove the physical a aspects of having a keyboard and mouse and all these other peripherals that are needed at this stage with a desktop computer and all these different things and make it so that you just put on the glasses and it removes the need for a monitor and removes the need for a mouse and it removes the need for for uh, a keyboard and you'll be able to basically conduct you know basically all your office suite of of word document spreadsheets notes um and to a degree, it'll it'll alleviate like small chat functionality, um, and it enable enable a large demographic of of basically employees that don't have hardware devices such as monitors, mice, and keyboards, and microphones for that matter, to put on these glasses. And go to work in, in any environment that has internet access. And so what that's going to do is open it, open up a whole new form of customer service. And it'll enable our tech support teams. It'll enable our... Um, customer support teams any in any case where there's a, a, a low effort need for computation a low resource a heavy like a very light resource environment it'll enable these new use cases smart devices like a you know your iphone or like a laptop will not be needed at the at the level that they've been needed in the past especially in very service oriented roles like customer support like tech support and of course it'll get to the point where the computation in these glasses is equal to that or greater than the smart device that is a phone or tablet of course that's the reason why i say that is because there will be there will be less of a need for um large displays to be on the devices the smaller the display will get smaller and smaller to to the effective point where uh, you know, we'll be putting in contact uh, lenses that replicate the the level of computation that the smart device needs, which is you know leads to a very futuristic 
perspective of the same level that is the neural link and how the neural link could be connected to uh, smart contacts. And at that stage, your body is turned into a battery and your brain is turned into a CPU and uh, your optical nerve becomes the graphics processor. So we are slowly being integrated into a computational system where we are both organic and um, uh, silicone based. I was, I guess silicone is still, is still a form of organic uh, material, but we're, we're going from a human race to more of a, a, a cyborg race that both has both the capabilities of uh, the computer systems and and robots as well as that of the the human um, human capabilities and what's beneficial about where that goes is that we'll be utilizing artificial intelligence to um, to call to action information that our ancestors never thought would be possible but in our day and age this synchronicity uh, and potentially the um, singularity in that we will eventually fig find methods for us to enhance and upgrade our physical state of being um, in, in, a, in an in a great with a greater purpose for uh, the overall human race and we will have to figure out how to assimilate with um, our robot and um, other mammal counterparts and figure out how we will be able to uh, continue existing in in the paradigm that we li exist in but uh obtain a greater purpose of sorts um and, and of course that includes international you know uh intergalactic travel space-time travel all these different things and you know with elon musk acquiring twitter we'll we'll be seeing that the public discourse will navigate towards these conversations and scientists uh, who are working on artificial intelligence, um, uh, human computer integrations, and much, much more d topics that we're not thinking about today, especially time space travel um, at the at the level that we should be considering it. And we'll have to come to terms with the fact that our perception on physical reality and our perception on the metaphysical reality will be challenged along the way. And so I think, you know, as I have presented the topic of artificial intelligence there and its component in this conversation with chat GPT, with the dolly 
with Jar- uh, well, I think I believe it's Jarvis now or Jasper, Jasper, and other AIs that are communication or text based, um, turning those texts and, and information into images. We will be figuring out how we can both represent ourselves in the digital world and also represent ourselves in the physical world as we go through this transition between physical states and digital states. Um, will our physical state of identity represent that which is our digital identity? Not necessarily. Some of us will want to uh, present ourselves and make our impressions um, differently than our our physical appearances and so those appearances will be different and we'll be communicating um, differently in the digital realm when these things become cross platform effectively if we think of it in the same way as um, utilizing xbox games on playstations or using mac software on on windows pcs or using or you going down to the root cause of uh, the root of all technology which is linux or ubuntu or or you know the ones and zeros of it all we may eventually find that what we desire is a uh assimilation of that nature where it's a one-to-one um experience now when we start to think about this it's challenging because if we do live in a simulation and that these concepts that we're talking about are exist and have existed and will continue to exist and that some of the you know the more belief systems or philosophical natures of what our purpose or drive is in our physical reality as it is in this state it questions whether or not that we've already made those choices prior to our um, introduction into the reality that we currently exist in now i don't find that as challenging as the present because if it is true within the next five to ten years we will exist uh, harmoniously between robots ai our physical state our digital state and it is just as confusing as it is today and we will be faced with the challenges of multiple different conflicts multiple different um, romances multiple different infatuations things that we ponder about and philosophize on it could be ultimately mean that we're just existing in the same you know history repeats itself uh broken record reality and that it doesn't matter base reality is reality whether it's physical dis metaphysical digital whatever virtual it doesn't it does it has no the adjective you place on reality makes no change change it's either on or off in existence in that of course the challenges become how do others perceive you and if you are authentic versus being inauthentic in the way that you present yourself as an appearance rather than an interior 
so both the interior and exterior presentations. No one, even though there are psychiatrists, philosophers, so, uh, sociologists, and all of these different things, can for certain guarantee how you um, exist inside, outside of, of course, the 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 algorithm, the grand old algorithm, or or God, or the or how we present the cumulative nature of of all things with in the macro sense of course there's a there's a perspective and there's always you know a dead clock is right twice a day attitude towards things and and so it is really challenging um we're facing these challenges especially in the gender category of what people present themselves or versus how they feel inside and there's a fluidity to it at a at a higher um frequency or a higher uh what's the word i'm looking for i'm blanking on the word but there's a higher chance that someone might um uh, might flip genders in a digital environment being both a man being a, being effectively any entity that they would like to be if they wanted to be a helicopter they could be a helicopter especially in the metaverse um, now, in omniverses or in, in realities in which that they're confined or walled gardens of that nature, there's going to be a, 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 a limitation to what someone can or can't be. For, for instance, Roblox is, is an environment that's very much uh, constrained by the assets and type of structure that those entities can be. Now, in a VR chat or a second life or or um, any open world that allows for external development, you can effectively be whatever you want people to perceive you as in a digital world. And you don't have to always be that because you can change your environment, change your appearance at any given time. The only thing that you, you're challenged by is if you're someone who wants to be consistently seen differently, you know, um, people might start to look at you and think that you're inconsistent or like a flake or something like that because you're changing your username, you're you're spoofing your 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 IP address. Like you become sort of like alienated because you're alienating yourself. And of course, people will want that that level of of autonomy, that level of of, of secrecy. People will want that. There's there are there's a demographic that will want that um that level of privacy to a nature as well you know there's 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 an extent to which all of the whole decentralization goes right um i've been talking with chat gpt about this topic in, in great length about what is the the differences and what are the challenges that are presented in the bridge between web 2 and web three and the fact the 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 actual um application nature of this uh synchronization or assimilation with um digital representations of ourselves is one of the most challenging things because in web two it existed but it was within a confi confined of 
those who developed the applications and those applications that you participated with. So whereas in the Web3 environment um, that we're, we're navigating towards, uh, it's um, more up to the users. The, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder of this nature because that which beholds the, the ability to develop will be able to develop because effectively you'll be able to tell the um the you'll be able to tell the artificial intelligence that you may you pay for um this entity that that you pay for all um whether that be a program an application a subscription whatever the case may be what you want in your virtual environment that you exist in so um the sandbox of life is open to you so long as you are uh paying your minutes i mean i guess i guess we can always look back to history to find to find examples of how monetization um, there are fundamental foundational methods of monetization that have already existed existed in in previous uh, hardware technologies such as cell phones and and before that rotary phones the the ability to to call in to a hotline and then be given information um that you're, you're looking for you know um and so this this was this is something that i am probably on the fringe edges of of generations that recall you know long distance minutes and uh the fact that minutes cost uh, had attributed a monetary value to them and now they still exist in in international countries where you purchase you know international minutes in order to uh, basically pay for the time that you're on your cell phone getting data or what have you um, but in today's day and age it's less minutes than it is it is capa storage capacity and and how much data that you're utilizing. For instance, like if you go overseas, you, you purchase a set amount of data rather than the time that you're, you're utilizing the data. Um, and it, it may be the case that that, that, uh, that model, model, that, that monetization model, um, moves into the, a artificial intelligence sales s structure at this time those that are are enabled and a bit able to utilize artificial intelligence to empower themselves are accessing that information for a small rate or even free in some cases and outside of the fact that you're paying your ISP or you're paying your cellular provider for you to access the internet, which then the internet communicates with the artificial intelligence programs. Uh, 
once artificial intelligence is able to access or can be provided by the communication systems directly without the need of an interface such as the World Wide Web, instead the structure will go to more of um, a hexagonal... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to blank on this. I, I understand the, the concept, but more of a, of a, a, a DNA-esque operational system rather than a web system. And the reason why that is is because the stream of information is much more... Um, it's much faster over a light wave than it is over a radio wave. Light speed is faster than sound speed at this stage a lot of well okay so we have to go into the fact that a lot of the infrastructure that is built is built on hard lined electrical lines and these electrical lines are copper in nature not fiber optic our perception of reality is much more aligned with fiber optics than it is with copper or gold or anything like that. The ability to send information over light waves will effectively make telecommunication, um, visual communication, in any form of communication distributed within the blink of an eye. And it's it's fairly close through other mechanisms, but if you were able to stream information at the rate at which a plant a plant consumes photosynthesis, there would be no latency in that regard. And so when when artificial intelligence is able to access a peripheral or an input of that nature to communicate with individuals the price for that is going to be similar to that of the leprechaun pursuing the gold on the other side of the rainbow and these are why for folk this is why folklore is so interesting and as as we as we develop as a as a species these stories that we've told over millennia and ages we we will um utilize them to to basically write right into our our dna in a way our ability to innovate and integrate and and that's why we have to remember where we came from and this is this is why i'm very you know this is one of the reasons why i find what my good friend knives monroe uh when he talks about the nostalgia of the fact that we live in the greatest uh times of all times because the challenges that our ancestors faced um was much more difficult than the challenges that we face 
you know, there are still people around the world that struggle to, to access clean water, but in the United States, the, the, there's, there isn't much struggle to access clean water, electricity, uh, housing, you know, it's, it's, you really have to go out of your way, um, and be a type of person that is, basically pushing away the resources that this country offers its its people um and i'm not even talking about the social structures of government and citizenship i'm talking about the more um the more liberty nature of the uh, united states the the pursuit of happiness, the fundamental beliefs that the red, white, and blue stands for, the the things that we get caught up in with so much, so much how different we are compared to what we're we as a collective are looking to uh, accomplish now. I think the challenges that we face a lot in this in this country and even countries that are very similar to us is when we would like to make life difficult for other tribals tribes or um, people with different ideologies um, the challenges we face there is that those groups want to um, alienate or push away the their ability to uh, be a part of what what our mission to remove move remove the life's greatest challenges. Um, from from our physical reality right um there's a lux there's a there's an aspects of 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 luxury to to what there's an aspects of luxury to this there are people who desire luxury and people who would just desire the ability to um exist and through existence, find um, happiness, joy, um, complacency. It just, and maybe just a, a life to exist without being challenged by others. Be, be a person that just wants to live on on their own lonely island, right? Um. But that's a that's an individual's choice. That's what they wish to do. As long as they are not hurting anyone else directly, it doesn't seem like it should be any issue. It becomes issue when an individual wants to harm a, a large group of people, or a large group of people want to harm an individual. Those are the challenges. Or even when large groups want to hurt large groups. 
So I do think that these concepts and, and things that we think about will be revolutionized through technology. I think technology will make our answer our questions in a way that we possibly weren't looking at it from that perspective. And a lot of the times when I'm utilizing a text form or a chat form of AI, artificial intelligence, it reminds me of things that I know, but I fail to be able to call to action and then uh, communicate on the microphone or to a camera. It also, I believe, will enable us to be more present when it comes to being perceived by other artificial intelligences, other robots, and other human beings in a digital environment. I think there is a nuance to attention when it comes to being a person um, in physical reality that is dictated or labeled as being a human, human um, such as the nuance of looking away or expressing um, ourselves uh, in a way that, you know, that is distasteful of a situation. Um, it's unfortunate. The unfortunate component is when an individual is going about their life and they are presented with, with, a, with a challenge that they were not ready to face. And it can be a it can be a little small nu nuisance of of a nature, especially when that person is the producer, that person is the contributor, the person that is enabling the other person that presents the challenge. Especially when you're going to that person in order to alleviate a challenge. That's what's what's challenging when it comes to the case of why working with a human developer is 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 more difficult than working with an artificial intelligence because an artificial intelligence doesn't bear the burden of the emotional aspect of what has or hasn't happened to the human race. Artificial intelligence, artificial or AI, the AI race, let's just call it the AI race. The AI race is not conflicted in how the other AI treat themselves. Like the well, because in, in, in many ways, the AIs that are being utilized all come from a singular source. And I think what's so interesting about that is humans have came to a realization that we all come from a singular source. Um, whether we like to attribute that to the Big Bang or Genesis or something more um, mythological of nature or more um, spiritual in nature, religious, whatever the case may be. But 
that challenge doesn't seem to be hindering artificial intelligences. And it's, it's, it's actually kind of relieving a relief in a nature because if I'm, I'm putting myself back into my shoes rather than talking to more philosophically um, or psychologically in nature. But when I go to, you know, work with a human developer on a project, there's always some friction between what the, what the human developer understands and that way that I'm communicating to the human developer. Artificial intelligence developers, they don't have these conflicts of un understanding because they can use a vast database of information to, uh, to figure out the dialect and the, the uh, colloquialisms and the operators in your speech that and be able to concisely interpret and summarize that information and then interpolate and distribute to you a clean, concise, formulaic answer that's perfect in nature and nurture such that you're not challenged in any way by inefficiencies or discrepancies. So we, <laughs> for whatever reason, humanity loves to just create obstacles in everyone's way. And, and it's because we all have individual desires, whether that be to uh, be doing something else other than developing in that moment, like someone would rather be playing a video game than working or doing a job, or even something totally different than that, like that that as a uh, as a human employee developer, seeing that the boss is uh, incompetent. And thinking that they don't deserve the position that they have in life, and they that that person, that the employee developer deserves deserves more than that of the boss who has uh, accumulated the ability to employ him. Um, I don't know. I I think I've been these people before. I think this state of where I am at in my life. Um, I am, I have given in to the fact that those that have more deserve more and those that have less deserve less and that, and they also didn't deserve less and they also didn't deserve more. There's no finite way of saying that someone does or does not deserve something. And there's a there's an aspect of it that you just have to go with the flow. The good and the bad that happens to you is not correlated with the person that you want to be in the future. Um, there's a lot of language and um, algorithms and things associated with this capitalist system that is most successful in this world. 
at organizing humanity that I'm unfamiliar with. Things that they don't teach you um, in great detail. They, at least the systems that we call schools and universities and colleges and, and whatnot, they don't directly teach you this information. You have to be ready to receive the information in order to um, in order to be able to learn it. And now that may not be true. And the reason why I, I look I say that is because it is possible that certain individuals and in certain communities teach this information um, and it's not secret necessarily because these individuals and groups and religions and things like that um, are are accessible but it's it's an aspect of that individuals must be pollinated or brush up against something or someone or an idea in order to then be re ready to receive that information um and an example of that more recently has been that whilst I was growing up, the get-rich-quick scheme has always been prevalent through gambling, through uh, pornography, through, um, through scamming, through all these different mechanisms that people have found financial success. The the high skill, high value aspects of 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 the workforce or the economy there are far fewer people who accomplish those goals than that which are able to uh, obfuscate the, the the system and uh, acquire an aspect of wealth that they did or did not deserve, right? It's much easier to cheat than it is to play by the rules. Um, and so as to say that when I was growing up with the get rich quick schemes, you know, the internet was coming to um, fruition and it was in its infancy at the time when I, when I was born. So I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm the internet in some form or fashion, like the internet is me. Um, and though the internet existed before me and all, all purposes, all reasons why this, this is not directly correlated, but it feels in some way very, um, esoteric in that nature, in the sense that I remember dial up internet. I remember DSL internet. I now know fiber internet and I now know cellular internet. Like these, these components of communication through what we call the internet. Right. But you know, the things that, that, um, found success the fastest were get rich quick schemes by selling you on, um, selling you on buy this book or join this group or do this and then do and then an upsell 
to to buy this other thing that is a get rich quick quick uh tool that does this that does that does this and it it ultimately was this just fantasy that uh that an individual would present and through their ability to market that idea they could convince people to buy into um, the the scam or Ponzi scheme or what have you, and and sometimes it was related to um, an actual benefit. Uh, you know, sometimes there there is a underlying value. Um, sometimes that's something like Fit Tea or or something like It Works or uh tupperware mary Kay, uh um uh what's the really big big one um uh amway and and even there's there's crazier ones than that and you know there's there's pyramid schemes and and multi-level marketing and all of these the other aspects of 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 economics in in ways for you to generate monetization um some that are more egregious like stealing credit cards and things like that straight up scamming um you know straight up like uh you know call centers saying your computer's got a virus and they steal your information from that like there's just a lot there's a lot going on and if if baby, if a baby is thrown into that um, whirlpool vortex of craziness, um, they wouldn't necessarily be ready to uh, deal with what is and what isn't um, a system that is trying to diminish your resources and your value. Um, and, and so it is a matter of the statement when the student is ready, the teacher will come, right? It is, a, there's an aspect of that. And what's interesting is I think a lot of us that are, are humans, the student is God in, in a way. It is the almighty algorithm. The almighty algorithm has developed artificial intelligence to be that teacher. Um, and that teacher will then give us the, give us guidance on how to treat one another and be, uh, and practice good behaviors that, will enable us to be live you know our best lives in an instagram you know capture that in an instagram caption that in an instagram um you know just to wrap a little bit there i think that there are a lot of challenges uh that we're running into uh you know, one of the challenges that I face right now is my stream of of access 
to artificial intelligence, to the internet, to um, technology, with the fact that I am not living in the grid. I am, well, I shouldn't say that. I am, I am, I am out of the heart of the data center, right? I, I, I am, I am removed from the fiber optic grid and yet and yet i've been on the fiber optic grid and noticed that my input my my personal input was was no greater than or less than my input far further off the grid further off from the center of the grid i should say further off from the center of the source the source of information being that of the fiber optic or data center or satellite systems or whatever the case may be be able to get you the fastest internet um access that is available to consumers or businesses and a lot of that has to do with the fact that I am I am not a genius. I am not smart even I feel uh I I am coming to terms with virtual reality and augmented reality, mixed reality and all of these forms of technology that are so far away from the consumer. Yes, they have enterprise application, and yes, they are the future. And yes, they have aspects in the medical industry. There are, and there are people that are going well underserved because these technologies are not being applied in principle these days. Though I, I'm challenged with how people are directing and developing these things in the now i am not in the circle <laughs> i'm not i am outside of the circle looking in and i've been privileged to have the opportunity and i thank those that have opened the door for me to have you know be a fly on the wall in regard to these applications um these the people making these things are actually quite nice people that i mean there are certain situations in which that they're um, that their behaviors and their the way that they exhibit their personalities can be seen negatively, um, and yet I don't think that they're natu naturally bad people. Um, I think that there are things that, that challenge them that make them them uh, hard to communicate with especially because they've been a lot of the times ostracized by what they called the cool kids um growing up you know the nerds are are treated with respect a lot of the times and treated with you know uh 
the understanding of how valuable their ability to compute and produce the tools that we need to be better as a species um, is. And, you know, I would say I'm probably on the spectrum more nerdy than I am uh, jock. I don't know. You know, someone can challenge that. But I definitely have some form of, you know, traumatic brain injury um, and, and CTE, of course. And uh, I've I've got to face these these concerns. And, of course, when I start, when I'm, you know, going on the podcast tomorrow and recording with Ryan, we're going to be talking about that. Um, at this, I'm very, I'm, I'm definitely in this podcast that I'm, we're going to close here out here in an hour, um, talking about broad subjects and broad topics, um, and in trying to basically convey to the you know dark abyss that is the internet, um, how someone in uh 2023 is interpolating and interpreting interpolating all of this life experience and then expressing it to uh to catalog and record what it's like to be uh, a person in this in this state in this age, um, and it's interesting because if I put my shoes in someone from the Middle Ages, they probably would have considered the technology and things of 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 our days to be godlike or mytho- mythological in nature, um, and yet now we could. Exp- we express our vocabulary vastly different, vast differently, uh, however you say that, in that we're talking about a one source of artificial intelligence, a singularity. We're talking about interfacing with an entity or entities or embodiments of our own nature in a digital avatar in a digital representation of us and also in a physical nature in that we've uh we're we're in the in the process of uh of mechanizing our bodies through um artificial organic rehabilitation processes when we lose limbs and and enable us to live our constrained lives within the time frames that we've uh, placed on ourselves through the hundred year, the 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 opportunity to live around a hundred years, um, on uh, this this planet, and hopefully, you know, we are able to figure out a balance to, you know, push 
um, our existence past that threshold um, in the future. And maybe there's an ability to um, maybe like uh, uh, innovate in a way or integrate ourselves. But in summary, as I close this out, because I don't want to do much more than an hour here. I hope that everyone can figure out what their um, their desires are in in what they want out of the future um, when the future is abundant and that they get real specific on that on those things um, and I hope that uh, there's no uh, there are no I hope that you're that individuals aren't faced with um, an exorbitant amount of bad actors uh, even though there are invisible and visible bad actors in in the world um, and I hope that the this podcast um, gives a little bit of insight into what uh what someone is going through in this you know uh quarter one of 2023 that is so optimistic about the future of artificial intelligence and the future of technology so in summary i want to say thank you for listening to this podcast and uh broadcast and everything that this the technology is enabling me to do in this time um, and I hope that you return to listen to another um, one of these uh, broadcasts. Again, I'm Trent Knox, and I'll catch you guys on the next one.